This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. We're going to the book of Matthew, chapter 8. Um, most of you have been here last for the last 60 Wednesday nights. We've talked on faith. Now we keep talking on faith. We just keep going with it. We just keep going with it. And so, just in studying today, there's some things that begin to jump out on me. Now, again, I, I want us to understand why we're talking about faith. Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, if, it's, if, if without faith, I can't please Him, then I better try to get everything I can understanding faith. Do you know, every one of us in here, if you've given your heart to Jesus, you operated a capacity of faith. How do you know that? Well... How many of you, when Jesus came walking in the room, he had a business card and said, I'm Jesus, I think it'd be a great idea for you to receive me today. No, how many of us received Jesus and with our physical eyes we never saw him? So guess what happened? I believe the word of God, and so I, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth. That's all Romans 10, 9 and 10. And so the same way that I get saved, it's an act of faith to believe the scriptures That's the same way faith works in every capacity. Uh, Matthew 8, verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him. There's a couple things right there we got to start off. A centurion was a Roman military officer. So when you see the word centurion, that tells us that he had authority because he had men underneath him. So he was a centurion. Another thing you want to mark in there, just the thought here, it says, he came to Jesus. Something happens when I willingly come to Jesus. Whether that's in my prayer time, whether that's to worship him. Again, understand this, the Lord will never force you to do that. And so right here when I see this, man, I really marked this up because this showed me In this military man's life, he surrendered his will to Jesus. And he came to him. Verse 6, saying, Lord. Saying, Lord. So right there identifies this centurion was calling Jesus the Lord of his life. Now something happens when I confess Jesus is Lord. He comes into my heart. And again, that's one of the ways we give our heart to Jesus. We get born. Again, so he said to him, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, now I highlight that. That's the second time he's identified Jesus as Lord. And he said, Lord. I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Now, when you begin to break this down, this centurion right here, he understood the power and authority that Jesus had in his words. So he said, you don't even have to come to my house. He said, just give the command. Just speak that word, and it'll happen. And if you notice there, he said, you speak that word, and my servant shall be or will be healed. Now, what's interesting in this verse right here, 
where it says, but only speak a word, that's cross-referenced into Psalms 107.20, which said, the Lord heals all thy sickness and all thy disease. And so this Roman centurion said, just speak the word to Jesus. Verse 9. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Now again, this shows me that this guy understands authority. So we come into a military uh, thought right here, just briefly. What would happen if you were in the military, and your commanding officer said to you, do this, this, and this, and this? You wouldn't look at him and say, get lost, Jack. So again, this guy understands when a command is given, when the order is given, things begin to take place. And so in reading this here, I begin to look at this and I think, okay, how does this pertain to me and you today? Because In this passage here, this centurion was actually seeing and talking Jesus face to face. But we don't see Jesus face to face. Now, we can still talk to him, and we can pray to him. So how does that apply to me and you? Let me give you a verse here. uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, it says this. Jesus' name is the name above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess in heaven, earth, and hell. So when we begin to read this here, this military man, he fully understands when Jesus gives the word, there's a command with that and it takes place. So guess what happens with me and you? When me and you, we give a command... And we seal it with the name of Jesus. That name is good in earth. That name is good as heaven. And that name is good in hell. So guess what that tells me? Things begin to take place. So guess what? Me and you, we need to get a revelation of the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. So he goes on here in verse 10. And he says, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Now, he's talking about Israel. He said, I hadn't found such great faith even among the Jews. So now we got to go back. And Jesus said, I haven't found such great faith. So what was the thing that identified this, this man's faith? One, Jesus was Lord of his life. Number two, He understood the power of our words. Now here's a big one for you right here. He understood to give the command for me and you. We got to know it's God's will. In this passage, I ask you right now, how do we know it was Jesus' will to heal? If you refer back to verse number 7, Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. 
So guess what Jesus just said? Jesus just told him his will. And so now his faith was based on what Jesus said. That's very important for me and you. We've got to go back into the Word of God. And when you find Scripture that pertains, understand this, the Word of God is the will of God. So anytime I can find the will of God, the Word of God, I go in there and I ask according to the Word. And guess what I do next? I seal it with the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And so this man right here, his faith was identified. And so we release the things of God by speaking in line with the word of God and then in the name of Jesus. Now understand this. If Jesus is Lord of your life, you have a right to the name of Jesus. Actually, he wants you to use it. He wants you to pray in that name. If you go back and look over and over in the New Testament, it'll say, and whatever you ask, ask in the name of Jesus. A good verse for you tonight is Colossians 3.17. It says, whatever you do in word or deed, you do it in the name of Jesus. So guess what? Start wearing the name of Jesus out because I will tell you this. All of hell is aware of the name of Jesus. The devils and all of heaven, the angels are aware of the name of Jesus too. And so you know what he's telling us? I invite you earthlings. Get a hold of the name of Jesus. Get a hold of the word. Verse 13, same chapter, and I'm jumping just a little bit. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Now you may want to mark that tonight, okay? He said, as you have believed. So guess what Jesus did? Jesus came back and said, I put the ball in your court as you have believed. So now we look at something here that's very interesting. And so as, and, and his servant was healed that same hour. And he said, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Now, I want to take you back to something the centurion said. In verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Now get this. Only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. So right there, he spoke what he desired. Okay? And Jesus comes back at the end here and says, As you have believed, so it will be under you. So his believing was identified By the words out of his mouth. And you know what he said? You speak the word and he'll be healed. Let me throw a verse here at you. Mark 11, 24 says, And whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. It's all on me. So why do I say that? Because again, Jesus has done everything he's going to do. And any time I can find in his word what he said or the written word of God, I'm telling you, i got to get in agreement with it. Turn a few pages, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. And I don't know if that passage helped you, but it helps me a bunch. And I'm going to tell you right now, he locates me by the words out of my mouth. If you'll note, he said, just speak the word and it'll be healed. He didn't say... Uh, 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 just speak the word and if you're having a good day today, Jesus, heal him. 
He didn't say maybe so, if so, but so. He said, you speak the word and he'll be healed. So he was very, very confident in the Lord Jesus. Why? Because I believe Jesus already declared to him. He said, I'll come and heal him. Jesus already told him what he wanted to do. Matthew 12, verse 33. If you'll note here, this is all red letter words. This is Jesus. Either make the tree good, and its fruit will be good, or else make the tree bad, and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. So when you read this here, it's going to be one or the other. It's either going to be good or bad. And listen to what the Amplified says here. The tree is known, and it is recognized, and it's judged by its fruit. And so it's interesting there, he said, it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. Keep reading. Brood of vipers, which really means offspring of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? Question mark. How can you, being evil, speak good things? Do you know the only way you turn from being evil is you give your heart to Jesus? And Jesus will come into your heart and he'll begin to change his heart. Think about this. How many of you at one time in your life were really evil? I, I, I can identify. I mean, I was a good sinner. You know, the change in my life didn't come because I became legal to vote. We think because we turn 18, woo, and things. No. The change in my life started when I made Jesus Lord of my life. And so again... That's why it's important, even here at Easter, you bring good... If you, how many of you got good family members that are really good sinners? It's okay to admit it. It's all right. That's why you got to get them to church. Because without Jesus in their life, they're going to stay evil. They're going to stay lost. And so again, Jesus is our only hope. So I believe this is what he's talking about. He said, we got to get you born again. And then he goes on to say, now watch this. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you know what he tells me? The stuff you're putting into your heart is going to come out of your mouth. So if all day long, all you're watching is will of fortune, when it comes to spiritual matters, it's not going to do you a lot of good, okay? I'm not anti-will of fortune, all right? you got to feed your faith and starve your doubts. So you know what this is telling me? You put the word in and the word will start coming out of your mouth. How do you know what's, what's being put into your heart? Just listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Now here's a thought for you. Is the words that are coming out of your mouth, do they line up with the word of God? That's important. Because he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. The overflow of the heart, the fullness. He goes on to say this. So a good man, here it is again, out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth good things. So you put good things in, you put the word of God in, and you keep putting it in. Guess what's going to happen to me? There's going to be good things that are going to take place. Let me tell you this right here. Here's a good thought for you. If in the natural, all you ate all day was Snickers and Cheetos. 
And ding-dongs, you're not a ding-dong, but your body wouldn't make it very long. Something happens when we begin to put nutrients in us, good things for our body. So to a degree, that's the same thing spiritually. Man, i got to get into the Word. So he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. Now, when I begin to look at this, I said, okay, Lord, give us ideas of what the idle word says. The idle word says non-working words, ineffective words, or careless words. Now, we may think a, a, a word is not important. But if it wasn't important, why did he say that every one of us in this room, one day, we're going to give an account for every idle word that we speak? So, you know what he just told me? Your words are important. Now, you know where that phrase is cross-referenced to? Matthew 4.4. Matthew 4.4 says, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when I look at this right here, this is the thought the Lord gave me today. Oh, I got so excited about it. Every idle word are words that aren't the word of God. If, if man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, if I'm not continually speaking the word of God out of my mouth, then it is an idle word. It is a non-working word. And so guess who has control of your tongue? Now, not the devil. You do. You and I do. Life and death are in the power of my tongue. And so he identifies something right here real quick. And he says, here, here, you got to get your tongue. You got to get your words in line with the word of God. So you may have been raised in a home that spoke very negatively. Man, you got to ask God to help you. So you get around people who say, man, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, guess what? That's probably going to, what's going to happen. So I begin to get my, my mouth in line with the Word of God. And so I revert back to my own life there in Colossians 1.13. He said specifically, I have delivered you out of the power of darkness. So guess what I begin to do? I begin to get my tongue in agreement with that. Is God's will deliver me out of the power of darkness? Yes. How do I know that? Because the Word of God says so. So because the word of God says so, I can go in there and I can begin to pray. And I said, I thank you, Father God, you've delivered me out of the power of darkness. And everything took place overnight. Wrong. I kept speaking. And I kept speaking. And I kept speaking. And I'm telling you, there began to come fruit in my life. And me and my wife got into agreement. And again, you've come here very long. This guy was a, not, not just a little drunk. This guy was a slobbering drunk. And I literally begin to see the Word of God transform me. Because I get dressed in a, in a phone booth? No. Because I started realizing my words have got to line up with the Word of God. So I don't know what you're going through right now. But you find that scripture and you begin to speak it. Oh my gosh, go with me in the next verse. Verse 37. Now watch what it says here. It gets very personal here, Jesus does. For by your words, 
you will be justified. The word justified means acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. You will be declared guilty. So guess what's going on here? He specifically said, by your words, you're either going to be justified or by your words, you're going to be condemned. So again, there is no neutral ground. It's the one or the other. And guess who it's up to? When I begin to speak the things of God or I don't. So if you look at the word justified here, it's the word acquitted and the word condemned means to be sentenced. Those are both legal terms or legal words. So it's almost like he's saying in a court of law, guess who's representing you? Your tongue is. And so you get to go before God and say, Woo, I'm, I'm acquitted, I'm justified or I'm guilty. Now go with me to the book of Revelations, chapter 12. And you got to write that stuff down. I'm telling you right now, get all of this tonight. Revelations, chapter 12. Oh, get ready. Ooh, you're getting ready to get blessed, I'm telling you. Now, I, I will tell you on Sunday mornings in the upcoming week, I'm, I'm going to go back here a bunch. I'm going to wear this out right here. Revelations 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come. Who they've come for, for us. Salvation now, strength now. Now watch this. For the accuser, you know the accuser, that word for accuser is an opponent in a court of law. For the accuser of the brethren. Now who do you think that is? That's the devil. That's one of the names of the devil. The accuser of the brethren. So it says, the accuser of the brethren. Who accused them. The ones that are born again. Who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So here's what happens. In heaven, it's like a court hearing that's going on. And the devil comes before God day and night, it's what it says. And he's bringing accusations against you and me. And you know what he's saying? They've done this, and they've done this, and they've done this. So in my life, you know what he'd say? He's sinned. He's lied. He's da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And he's presenting evidence to God. Now, you understand this. In a court of law, the only way that the judge can make a ruling is because of evidence. So the, the devil's got evidence. He's got a rap sheet forever on me. But watch verse 11. And they, the Christians, the believers... The ones that are full of salvation. And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. Now there's two things in here I want you to get. First of all, the blood of the Lamb. Understand this. Is when we go into the court. If I try to represent myself, guess what? I'm guilty. I, I can't pay the debt for my sins. Everything that the devil has accused me of is, is very accurate, I'm sure. And so when I walk into the courtroom. And the judge, which is God, looks at me and he says... How do you plead? You know what I say? Your honor, I plead the blood of Jesus. 
And again, I said this, in a court of law, the only way the judge can render a verdict is through evidence. And so when I say, I plead the blood of Jesus, guess who comes strolling in? Not Perry Mason. Jesus comes strolling in. And you know what God says? God says, let me see the evidence. And Jesus raises his shirt. And there's the stripes. And Jesus holds out his hands. And he said, I paid for everything for him. And so guess what I begin to do? I begin to come under the blood of the Lamb. And I let Jesus represent me. And so to this day, I just keep speaking the blood. I say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Your blood has cleansed me. Your blood has washed me. Now, watch the and here. And there's a couple of ands, but I'm only getting to this next one. And, he, and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And the word of their testimony. A word of whose testimony? Yours and mine. So the word testimony here is the declaration of a truth or a fact. So guess what? All day long, every time in your life, you are testifying of something. And so what would happen if I begin to testify of the blood of Jesus? And I begin to testify of everything he's already done for me. Instead of me always saying, well, I've done this and this and this and this and this. So literally here, the blood of Jesus has qualified you. And guess what? Now my mouth starts coming into agreement. I start saying that, oh, I thank you today. The blood of Jesus washes me white as snow. The blood of Jesus, according to Revelation 12, 11, it's marked me as an overcomer. So if you're born again, and you've got to get under the blood, and you start testifying of everything that Jesus has done for you. You know what he says? I set you free. I've delivered you out of the power of darkness. So these things start becoming my testimony Jesus' victories that still stand. Now, I'm going to jump ahead real quick, and I'm going to end with this. This is a thought that the Lord gave me several weeks ago. I was in here, and I was kind of grumbling, grumbling about some things. And the Lord, just this thought came to me, and he said, so does Jesus need to go back on the cross and die for you again? No. No. And then he said this. Does Jesus need to go to hell again and beat up the devil and disarm principalities and powers? That's all Colossians 2.15. And I said, no. You know what he said to me? He said, then you're living beneath everything he died for you. And he said, you're putting up with way too much stuff. And so you know what? And the Lord challenged me again and he said, You speak the name of Jesus. You speak the blood of Jesus. And you confess and you testify of the things he's done for you. I tell you all this right here. Every one of us in this room. If Jesus is Lord of your life, you have the same right as I do. I don't care if you're 93 or 23. If you're born again, you are a child of God. And guess what? Jesus didn't hang on the cross and said, hey, I did this only for the 53-year-olds. The rest of you get out now. He died once and he died for all. And I can tell you right now, the blood of Jesus still speaks. And so I get my mind, I get my heart, I get my mouth in line with everything he did. And I begin to speak. And I begin to speak. That's why it's very important, James 1.19. 
If you're going to put a tattoo on you this week, put this one on you. Be swift to hear and slow to speak. You know what he's telling me there? Measure your words. Why? Because I don't want to speak idle words out of my mouth. i got to get this thing under control. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.